two senseis and a casual. about beautiful but it's wednesday good to see you guys smiling faces you guys are all beautiful oh, you're far too kind <laughs> b did you do your homework i did oh thank you oh look at god b. look at god i love it i'm like it's like y'all assume i didn't do it come on now come on i'm glad we're recording I'm glad. I'm glad the the button is already on. Oh, I like the fact that yeah, just you know you know it. how you have a terrible student that never does their homework, and when they does, when they do, it's like, all right, thank you. And then they be like, I don't, I don't like, I don't <laughs> like the fact that you thought I wasn't gonna do it. You never do it. So like, B's trying to graduate. <laughs> There's a lot of judgment going on, and I don't appreciate it. That's all. Yeah, it's all good, man. I like your hoodie, by the way. Thank you. I broke it out. I actually haven't worn this in quite a while. So, mm. so you want to get into talking you know, about yeah, them real quick? Oh, it's uh, it sounds like he got some shit to say today. The South got something to say. That's all I got to say. I, I'm I'm impressed. I just I the only bummer is not having Jamal back. But I mean, yeah. David Montgomery is a better running back by every measure. Um, and they are they they are really loading up on that defensive backfield. I'm yeah. I'm very surprised. I, I don't know what this says about guys like Akuda. You know, I, I I just hope everybody brings the A game and it gives yeah. them a lot of flexibility for the draft. I'm excited, man. And a lot of people in the media are excited and showing them a lot of love. So I don't know. The draft should be fun because they literally are putting themselves in position to take the best available. Right. So, you know, if anything with Akuda, I feel like it lights a little fire under for his sure. belly, you know, yeah. like get him a little, some more healthy competition amongst teammates. It's never yeah, that's a never thing. a bad thing. As far as Jamal goes, honestly, I hate to say it, but good riddance at Damn. this point. He kind of did it to man, himself. Man, you see how Drew switch up? <laughs> when, they, when they did, Drew was like, oh, man, I, I hate this. I liked him, don't get me wrong, but he kind of did it to himself. He, I mean, were you going to pay him? I, we were planning on paying him six million a year, three mm-hmm. years, but apparently that wasn't good enough for him. Apparently, they didn't offer him anything close to that, and the offer was disrespectful. So, I mean, he did what's best for him. But... I wonder what disrespectful is because he said the offer was disrespectful, but no one ha- has said any terms. So maybe it. I've right. only seen the reporter confirm that they didn't offer him anywhere near the amount of money that uh, the Saints offered him. But like you said, there's been no figure, yeah. so. I'm curious as I to wonder, what disrespectful. I wonder, do we mean disrespectful as if he didn't get the years that he wanted, or disrespectful like most of the money was incentive based? So I, I I'd like mm-hmm. to know because because yes, you you broke the Lions touchdown record with 17 touchdowns, but also we have a great offensive line and most of them were goal line. So like, does your number go up like when you if you do this like repeat this performance? Because if Swift was like we're just being honest, if Swift was healthy. Jamal wouldn't have had a thousand yards. You know what I'm saying? And I love Jamal. I love the energy that he brought. He was a great leader. But also, like when you're dealing with business and you got to pay somebody some money, you got to be real. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, hey, what can you actually bring to the team? So, and he didn't break many tackles. So, yeah, it's one of the hardest spots to yeah. pay too. I like his. I like goes. his. I like his durability. I like. Uh, that you can mostly count on him to not fumble the ball, except for when they were coming back against the Packers. Um, <laughs> or the Cowboys game on the one-yard line. More than more than anything else, though, I just like the way that he kind of set the emotional tone for the offense. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, we shall see. I like the fact that they re-signed or brought back Glasgow. I think that was a really nice move. Yeah. Um, I think it Agreed. takes them out of drafting offensive linemen in the first round. In the first round, um, yeah, I'm still gung ho about the the tackle that I would take, but it's all good. <laughs> apparently, he'd be good at guard too. Yeah. So that, I mean, I get yeah. it, but. I didn't want to see them draft. We talked about it. I didn't want to see a lineman taken in the first yeah. round, but I, I get shorting it up. But now I just think at at six, you got to take the best defensive lineman that's there. Um, and who knows? It could it could look like it might be a run on quarterbacks. Um, I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts that have Richardson going high in the draft. I I've been trying to tell people, but you know, we shall see. Have y'all have you been? Uh, I've been doing a lot of scouting, so. I don't know if y'all getting deep into that, but have y'all been looking at anybody that y'all would like in the draft? I'm just curious, not for the Lions' sake, but where Richardson ends up. I'm starting to see mock drafts with him going first overall, uh, top four uh, to the Colts. I'm just – it's like that one question mark where you, you just want to see how high a guy goes just so you could be right, but you don't know where he could land. But he's probably the quarterback that has the most – it could go either or. He could be the last quarterback taken in the draft. He could be – or not in the draft in the first round. Or he could – I don't know, man. The Panthers, I mean, they drafted Cam previously. He has Cam written all over him. But they met with, I think, was it C.J. Stroud today? But, no, I'm curious about him. As far as wide receivers, I haven't really paid attention to who I would want the, the Lions to take in the first round. I don't know if they would take a wide receiver in the first round, but – they literally could take anything. So. so that's the thing I've been hearing, not so much as like scouting in the draft, but just seeing what a lot of teams are doing in free agency. Like Nicole Hardman went to the Jets today, which is mm-hmm. weird for them, I think. But at the same time, D-Hop, uh, the Cardinals said that they take a second round for him and something else. They didn't specify what the sec- something else would be. No. So I'd, shit, I'd take a flyer on getting, D-Hop. I'm not, not going to lie. It. I'm not that's not the, the second round. The problem is though, he you pay him nineteen million this year and then fourteen exactly. next year. It's still a lot of yes, money for and, him. And then well, he's old. Right. Um, he still could be productive, but I think he'd want to go to like a win now mm-hmm. team. Right. Um, whatever he's got left in the tank, obviously. Yeah, I still feel like golf does best with wide receivers like uh Amon Ross St. Brown. Like he loves slots previously with the Ram, Cooper Cup. Um, I think Nuke is more wide receiver. It's like a jump ball contested guy. Um, I don't know. I'm not to say he wouldn't work out here, but I think the Lions kind of probably end up bringing Chark back, uh, especially after getting a quarter to take that pay cut. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Jake Fox to take a pay cut. They still have a lot of cap space, but who knows? I don't know, man. They have a lot of flexibility, but they've added talent at the same time. So I'm excited. That's all you can have. Yeah. Do you guys want DJ Shark back? I do. I would I'm I'm indifferent. I like him when he's healthy, but that's kind of the thing. Like, you know, he where, he, where can he you does. get him for? How would yeah. y'all how would y'all feel if they drafted a receiver? I wouldn't be mad at all. That's the thing. Like, uh I know that wide receiver from TCU. Uh yeah. I watched him a few times and he's he's really good. They kind of need a wide receiver that's different from what they have currently. They got Johnson, is it something yeah. something Johnson or Quentin, something like that? I can't yeah, think of his first name. Quentin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got the slot covered. Um, they got a nice uh kind of do it all receiver and um oh the guy with the curly hair, Reynolds. I like they, him. they really need a tall wide receiver with speed, so I would understand if they brought Chark back, but 
I would rather get a younger player that could do that. Hopefully stay on the field a little bit more. More. They still have J-Mo. I'm hoping he has a tremendous second year. If we didn't bring him back, I wouldn't be hurt like I am about Jamal, but I, I would understand if they did it. So they're a different team with his, him on the field, but that's the thing. He has to be on the right. field. I agree. But, yeah, man, the expectations are we'll high. The expectations we'll are high for sure. They got us going. Mock, I just saw they got us going 12-5 and five right now, which would be amazing if we did. That's a, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say it but you know, there's, there's a there's a lot of enthusiasm towards the Lions. Uh, it just goes to show what ro- the roller coaster is because I remember once upon a time people wanted Dan Campbell fired. Now everybody loves the Lions. I saw somebody mention how they knew that they couldn't get into the playoffs at the end of the season, but still end up beating Green Bay and playing hard. So that's got a lot of people loving them. Yeah. But you know. It's it's a unique time to be a Lions fan. There's a lot of optimism right now. Yeah, I know. Hands down, this this got to be the most anticipated draft of our lifetime. Like this is, I've never seen anything like yeah, this part same. of the draft. Like everyone's gonna same. be watching. Yeah, I was just gonna say that I ain't never seen this much anticipation for the Lions being good in my life ever, mm-hmm. ever. So yeah, it's a fun yeah. feeling. <laughs> I kind of want to get used to that. I'm not going to get used to it. I'm not going to lie to you. That's still going to be the downer because, you know, I've seen some craziness in my life. But I, if there was a year for them to, to be great, this would be it. This would be, be it. I think the, the most impressive thing is you can see they have a clear plan and the organization seems to be, like, in sync, which is, like, the opposite mm-hmm. of what right. we've seen for most right. of our lives when it comes to Lions. So, Brad Holmes. It seems like everyone's is, communicating, which is nice. I yeah. Like before, there's a lot of secrets. Yeah, and, and and they're transparent. Love that. Dan Campbell just tells it like it is. You know, you see uh, Holmes wearing, like, the villain hoodie and fully mm-hmm. embracing that. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. I'm loving it. So we, we'll see, man. We'll see. They they are they have impressed so far. I will give them that. Agreed. Yes, agreed. Anything else sports-wise you guys want to talk about? Drew, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it already. About what? Come on, man. Michigan, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! We were honestly, you know what's crazy right now is like I am so into the Lions and like football right now is just everything else is like a blur in my mind. But God, Michigan State looks good, don't they? They just find a way somehow. I just (laughs) love everybody getting their hopes up after calling them trash, and I'm looking forward. They were trash. They they did not have a good year. It was a very up and down season and like no standout moments in the regular season. I was happy they even got a seven seed, but uh Izzo he finds a way somehow. I mean that game, like I told you guys, the Marquette game was like a a, a test. Like, let's see where we're at. I mean You think so? This Kansas State I do because Marquette, I mean, being a two seed, it still has some weight on it, you know? It's not like but they the first round, I think they scored like 80, 90 yeah. points or something like that. They were on fire the oh. first game. But then the, the same thing, Gerard, I was just like, is USC that bad of a team? Right. And Michigan State just had a good game. But the Michigan State actually looked pretty damn yeah, good the other so, day. So, I don't know. I, I just didn't think that Michigan State was going to lose to Marquette. Only because they still have the better coach. Izzo is better than Shaka mm-hmm. Smart. So, like, I wasn't really, like, I didn't look at that like, oh, man, Michigan State out of here. Like, Marquette is a very good team, don't get me wrong. But I, I wasn't worried about them. Like, if it was, like, talent-wise, I think Marquette might have been a little better talent-wise. But Izzo is for sure the better coach. So, I don't know. 
Oh, yeah. hands down. Shaka finds a way to lose. That's the funny <laughs> yeah. thing about him. Now, <laughs> I mean, he got ran out of Texas pretty much and had to had to go yeah, north. That's so. true. But now Kansas State, uh, they're different. So, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, a real like, test. They're that's, different. That's, that's, so that, that's going to be interesting. You know, so. My thing was, I mean, honestly, the fact that they even made a Sweet 16, I think that was a, oh, yeah. a, a highlight. Yeah, they're overachieving season. right now. You know, just making it out of opening yeah. weekend was was a nice feat for the season. But, shit, if they beat Kansas State, I mean, they could potentially, I feel, win it. Because Kansas State, is they played yeah, great they the other day. They had, I can't remember his name. Uh, there was some dude on there just fucking balling for them. Is a it, little dude? Uh, uh Noel, yes, Noel, that's he it. was yeah. getting off, dude. That kid was right. on fire. he was getting off. Like, yeah, Kansas State is different. So I, I don't that's know how Michigan State is going to guard uh, their guards, and that's the thing about the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. I say this every year: if you have great guard play, you're going to win. Because like, Very there's true. no in college basketball, there's no way to really guard the perimeter. It's it's absolutely like you can't do it. Like, so you got good guard play, right. you're going to win. You're going to get all the way down to at least the elite eight with elite guard play. So, and Kansas yeah. State has I mean, good guards. I look at Tyson Walker. He put up 24 in that game. Yeah. 24 led them to that win. Yeah. Joey Hauser had a double-double, which is unlike for him. So, I mean, the guys are stepping up for State when they need them most right now. I'm I'm happy. Yeah. I, whatever happens here, I'm happy with whatever happened opening weekend. Yeah. I don't want to toot my own horn because watch them get blown out by 30 to Kansas State or something. So, this is the ultimate You know, whatever happens, I'm happy. But, you know, if they lose, right. you wouldn't be wouldn't be happy. What I State fans amaze me. Every year I feel like it's the same song and dance. And this isn't even – I have no uh, dog in any fight when it comes to college basketball because I don't, I don't watch college basketball that much. But I'm in a group with a lot of Michigan State fans, and every year it's Izzo doesn't play this guy enough. Izzo's rotations are awful. He's uh he's out of touch. Blah blah blah. And then if he wins the game in the tournaments, you know Izzo just always finds a way. Always finds a way. January, February, Izzo baby. It's like you know what? Pick a side, bro. Either you want him gone, or you are gonna let him do what he does and, and just trust him. But it's annoying because. I hear him call outdated so much, and I hear how he doesn't give this player enough minutes, and this is why this player doesn't want to come here, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, man, look at Izzo doing it. It's like, dude, this is so fucking annoying. Like, no, I see, I got to step in because when it came to the tournament with Jaron Jackson, he didn't give him a lick of time on that court. Now Jaron Jackson's a great NBA player, you know? No, I mean, that's, I mean, you could go down the list. There's a lot of guys that didn't get a lot of burn. At Michigan State, there's a lot of guys that would have went to Michigan State, but you know because of his coaching style. Um, even right. with mm-hmm. um, Cassius, like they used to get into yeah. it a lot. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of guards that probably would want to go to Michigan State, but probably don't like his coaching style. But you know, fans tend to forgive all once he wins in March, and it's just it's just funny to to see from afar. It's like you know what, B. I will give you one thing. When it does come to college basketball, I have rooted for Michigan before when they made Final Fours and, like, the finals. I have, like, especially against Louisville that year. I really wanted them to beat Louisville. When it comes to football, it's a whole other game. It's the rivalries on and everything. What's the difference, you think? I don't know. I really can't. I think just football is so much more intense, maybe. And then uh, a lot of times in college basketball, like, 
you see them twice in the season, you know, and maybe you'll see them an extra time in the Big Ten tournament or something, the same team. So you're getting used to these teams, whatever. But at the same time, like I said, that you uh, Louisville year, they had uh, uh, Trey Burke, Mitch McGarry. Like, they were fun to watch. They were a great team to watch. I was actually sad when they lost that game. But uh, I don't know, man. I'd, with football, it's just like the rivalry is just so built up from over the years, so much like little shit that's happened on and off the field. Like, it doesn't really happen that much in basketball with them. They don't really get into it like that. Shout out to you for that throwback name, Mitch McGarry. People forget how high he was drafted and did nothing in the NBA. He went to the Thunder, didn't he? He was drafted by the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he, he ever top overcame draft a back injury. Too, wasn't it? No. No, I yeah. think he was a first rounder. I don't know. I think, did he go like 13? Let me see. He, I just haven't heard that name in a while, but at one point he was a he, he probably was in the lottery. I think he was a lottery pick, hmm. too. He was taking 21st in the 2014 draft. Oh, he was okay. So first yeah. rounder. You know who else was taking in the 2014 draft? Glenn Robinson III, who was drafted at 40th overall, and Nick oh, Stauskas, yeah. who was taken at number Nick, eight. Nick Stauskas was man, he was good was for a couple years. It went up. Mr. Canada yeah. or something? Would they call him? I can't remember his name. What's <laughs> funny is, out of all three of them, Glenn Robinson probably ended up with the best yeah. career, and he was taking yeah. the last pick. I can watch the March Madness and not have any dog in the fight and just be objective. And it's, I don't know, it gives you a chance to see who's talented and who's not. I just don't like the college basketball game in general. Yeah. I feel like oh, so it's too boring. slow. It is. It's, the, the officiating can be the worst of all sports at certain points. I will points. say that Marquette game, State got bailed out a lot in that game. The refs were just heavy on that whistle the whole game. Mm. From the start of the game, they I don't were. Doubt right. it. <laughs> they they have their favorites. Um, it's just it's just so hard to watch sometimes. Like, oh, I gotta tell you, I want to get into it, but I, uh, uh, I so during that game, like the last ten minutes, I had to go pick up Mariah for her cousins. I think that might be the first time since I was a kid I listened to a game on AM seven sixty. I felt like I was living in the fifties or sixties or something. Just listening to the radio, and just, it was actually dope though. It was a really good broadcast. I was going to say, you know, it's actually been refreshing. I've done that a few times yeah. for football, and yeah. you can't see it, but the announcers have a way of, like, making you feel yeah. like you're there. Where it actually really is kind of hype. <laughs> when you play fantasy yeah. sports, like, in red zone, you need that in your life. But, no, like, right. you can listen to a football game on the radio and actually get hype. So I was I was shaking in my car, just, let's go! Because every time something happened. When you get Dan Miller telling you somebody about to score and they're at the 20 yeah. or the 10, it's no, it gets hype. It gets hype for it's sure. Like, yeah, Tyson Walker pull up. It's good. Just, oh. How long? <laughs> I was feeling it. How Say that somebody said, we'll pay you X amount, you know, per week for you not to watch sports events live. You got to listen to Ooh. it on the radio. How long do y'all think y'all could last just simply listening on the radio without watching? Just simply listening on the radio? Not long. Not long. I don't have to watch it. <laughs> Say somebody comes to you and says $20,000 for, for you to listen to the NBA playoffs the whole time through but not be able to watch. Could you do it? No. No. I got to watch that. I got to watch yeah. that. I have to. I don't think 20, I could 20, $20,000 ain't enough. <laughs> Especially $20, like. 20000 ain't enough. They going to have to give me more than that. How much would you need? Shit, How much shit. would you need? Two hundred thousand, maybe. I'll take two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand, yeah. I'll try it. I'd try it for two. I'm trying to think. Could I, man, imagine, <laughs> imagine Game Seven of the Finals. You can't watch. You got to hey, listen. It on really the radio. depends on who's in the finals. Imagine people back in it the day. Absolutely depends on who's in the finals. <laughs> yeah. Because I could just be like, whatever. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Very true. If you don't right. care about the same Yo, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, imagine like imagine being in the sixties listening to Bill Russell when it's eighth ring or something. You're just like, oh cool, I'm listening on the radio. And and they were on tape delay. They were on tape delay. Bill Russell won the day before. So like you just now know. You know the sport I feel like would be the most difficult. You know, back in the day they used to listen to boxing matches on the radio. Can you imagine that? Like, no, not could no. No, there's no amount of money. Like imagine watching or listening to Tank versus Garcia, and you can't literally watch the fight. Like, no, I want to throw right in hook, real deflected, right? Like Harry jab, jab. No, also speaking of of boxing, um, have you guys seen those slap videos of yeah. those competitions where people slap? Oh yeah. Food? What are your personal feelings towards that? I think it's funny. Mm. <laughs> I think it's funny too, but does a far, does a part of you feel bad for watching that ever? It's got to be tough to eat those. Oh. Like it, like sometimes you just cringe Ooh. watching them. One woman got slapped so hard she I did a that. somersault. Yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> I say one dude gets slapped, Can his you? whole side of his face puffed up. Yes, With swollen whole side yep. after. How do you go about living your life knowing that you own video forever? <laughs> like, imagine punishing your kid, and your kid is like, I'm not listening to you. What is the five fingers? Say to the face! Slap! You think I forgot about this? It should, like... Yeah, but... Nah, man. I'm you can't, you can't slap me like that. at the same time, that, you got so. professionally slapped. Right. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. That's... Dana White is a genius, man. Hate him or love him. That dude is making money between that and UFC. Yeah. That is, man. I just had to ask. I've seen too many of those videos. I'm actually taking a break from Instagram right now, but out of all the things I miss, it's probably those videos and old school <laughs> wrestling clips. It's been hard to go mm. without. So somehow my feed on Instagram has turned into nothing but like puppy dog videos and like skateboarding videos. I don't know how, but like. Just watching a guy land a perfect grind or something is just so satisfying to me. Like, just I watch a lot of like a lot of X games like pop up and shit like that or like pro am events. Like, dude, some of those tricks those guys nail are just impressive. Like, makes me want to play Tony Hawk again. Yeah, no, Tony Hawk is a classic. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Going without Instagram, I'll, I'll realize how much time I waste just scrolling, and it's a lot of time to feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what to do. I, I've gotten back into sports a little bit, but without having Instagram, dude, it's like I'm off of Facebook, mm-hmm. too, right now. So taking a break from both. You don't realize how much time you like waste, like say you're at work and you go down like yeah. a wormhole. Like, so just looking for stuff to fill my time. So if you guys got any ideas, phone games, anything, <laughs> let me know. Yeah. Hey, read a book. Seriously. Reading the book helps. Nice podcast. Read a book. Read a book. Read a motherfucking book. <laughs> I am supposed to be reading this book, so I really do need to. I really do need to read this book. But you know what, be do whatever the hell you want. Then. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But yeah, anything else we want to discuss about sports before we get into um, you guys's um, soundtrack? No, you're part of this too, man. I am, but I feel like I'm not as excited <laughs> as you guys have been. Y'all been wanting to do this for a long time. so I have. You know what? Let's I, just get into it now. Let's, let's get into it. I will say, Gerard, you picked some excellent soundtracks. Uh, I was very surprised at the amount of hits slash classics that were on the ones that you sent me. Um, I listened to 
So waiting mm. to exhale was just first off, shoot yes. is shoot shoot is just yeah. a classic. Why does it hurt so bad? Mm-hmm. Another classic. Um, you know what's funny? Sitting up in my room by Brandy plays at work every single day. And I never knew that that song would be on this yep. soundtrack, which is just hilarious. Every, 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 t- maybe not toxic, but <laughs> you know, when a woman is going through something or after argument, <laughs> they're always going to play Not Gonna Cry by Mary J. Blige. So that one is another classic. And what's another one I knew before I actually listened? Uh, mm-hmm. Count on Me, I knew of. And. I think that might be it that I knew from that. So I knew a, a decent amount of these songs before I listened to it. And then the other one that I listened to was The Nutty Professor, which mm. I was so surprised to see Hey Poppy on this sound. I was just mind blown. Like the fact that that was on here, um, Just Friends, I didn't know that was on here. Isn't so, the Nutty Professor soundtrack, isn't there a lot of like Busta Rhymes guys on that? Or am I wrong? Like the, uh, I can't think of their names. Flip Mode Squad. The, uh, group. Flip, Flip Mode, oh. yeah. This, this, this is the Nutty Professor 2. Ah, yeah. uh, gotcha. So the fact that they had DMX on here, I was just, <laughs> like, it was just a lot, like, I don't know. I guess I'm just more surprised by the amount of, like, they don't, it just was a lot of hits. And to see, like, Thong mm-hmm. Song on here, I don't, I just don't recall that. <laughs> I just was sitting here like, wait, what? Like, the Nutty Professor 2, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and break it down. I'll just... Yeah, so this is the thing. Like, before um, they're starting to get back into it now, we see soundtracks like uh, Creed 3 and um, the Black Panther soundtrack where record companies curate these soundtracks. And it's supposed to be used to, like, um, kind of highlight their artists, but whether you're a new artist or whether you're an old mm-hmm. artist and you want to drop a single. So, like, if you think about, um, uh, it's, this is not on my list, but um, the Rush Hour soundtrack and you get uh, Jay-Z with Can I Get It? Like, that was his single. It mm-hmm. was on the Rush Hour soundtrack and it was oh, yeah. used to, like, kind of jumpstart um, his album process. And that's what record companies used to do. And so it wasn't just, like, a compilation album. It was a compilation album for um, the movie soundtrack with a partnership with the record label. So that's what, why you hear all these hits and stuff like that. And you're familiar with them because essentially these were like the marketing strategy for artists in their first singles. So like the Nutty Professor soundtrack, two soundtrack that I gave you was, uh, that's on Def Jam. It was uh, distributed by Def Jam. All those artists on that on that soundtrack is Def Jam artists. If you've never paid attention, like now, now you know, like, you know, except R. Kelly. R. Kelly got a song on there. He's not a Def Jam artist, but um, uh, like he had his own label. It was a subsidy. It was a subsidiary of Def Jam. So it was Zamba, you know. So like essentially Def Jam. So, but yeah, like that's that's why you hear all these stuff and you hear all these hits. As far as uh, the Waiting to Exhale album, that was entirely produced by Babyface. All of all of that, all of that was all Babyface. So like. You know, that was for him, like, hey, they asked uh, him, they were doing the movie, they asked him, hey, can you executive produce this? And he wrote all the songs and produced all the songs and just picked the artists he wanted there. You know what I'm saying? It's even a, like a story he had for um, Whitney Houston didn't want to 
be on the soundtrack. She didn't want to sing and act at the same time because they would obviously have to record while the movie is being made. She was like, I don't know if I want to do all of that. But Babyface had already wrote a song for her. Um, and then she changed her mind. She was like, I'll do it. Fuck it. So that's mm-hmm. why the Waiting to Exhale song, Shoot, that's not real lyrics. It was it was uh, a playsetter like for her to come up with a hook. And they couldn't come up with the hook in time. So that's why it's Shoot, 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 Be Do, Do. And they were supposed to fill it in later. They just never filled it in. <laughs> 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 no, that's the that's the classic. And you drop the gems right now. I just want to say a lot of those songs have such a babyface feel to it. Before I even knew he he did it, I was like, who does this remind me of? And then when I saw he he directed or or produced the thing, it's like, okay, that makes sense. But funny you mentioned Whitney Houston. Me and my dad were having a conversation yesterday. I was listening to Bobby Brown. And I was talking about Bobby Brown at his peak, how great he was, and. A lot of people assume that it was Bobby that made Whitney bad, but in reality, it was actually the opposite way. But when it goes to imaging, and Clive David did a great job with Whitney, but a lot of people don't know that it was kind of Whitney that introduced Bobby Brown to uh, a lot of the bad things in his life. Um, Mm. But at the time, people didn't know that Whitney did certain things. So it is funny when you look back, it's like, Whitney or or Bobby Brown's considered the bad boy, right? And like you know the one that messed up Whitney Houston, but it was actually the opposite way. So just funny yeah. we happened to talk about that, right? Yeah, and- Whitney Houston is a hood rat. Okay, so like I and I don't know like, <laughs> That's exactly what my, yeah. my dad basically said. Like Whitney yeah. kind of came from the trenches. It was right. like Clive, uh, like you said, Clive Davis got it out the mud, as the kids say. Yeah, Clive Davis did a great job imaging her to make her look like America's sweetheart. You know, but she America's she sweetheart is, from church with the golden she voice. Not that, but she was not that I mean, at all. <laughs> was, like, so. There's a lot. There's a lot behind the scenes people don't know. You know, like again, drug use and. And uh, I actually didn't know until I think a few years ago she had she was in a relationship with a yeah. woman for a long time. But because of back then, you know, it wasn't viewed, you know, I don't want to say as positive because it's still, you know, kind of controversial. But like it was a bigger no, no back then. I mean, so it was a more point, of a bigger no, no for her because she was Whitney Houston. Like if it was anybody else, nobody would have cared. But because she was Whitney Houston. It would have made a bigger deal, you know what I'm saying? Like for like we like we're talking right now for her True. image, it would have been a bigger deal for her image. I think in and during the times of people still weren't as comfortable yeah. though as they are now. But to the point, when you're as yeah. big a star of Whitney Houston, so like she had a long term relationship with the woman, and to the point where Bobby Brown was like, "You got to choose," and she ended yeah. up choosing Bobby Brown. But considering man. If she was if she was alive today with social media and I'm just curious how her career would have went, but mm. I don't want to take anything away or seem like I'm I'm what I what I love and respect about Whitney is she, like once she got her money and stuff like that, she was unapologetically herself. Like so, I don't think like getting into it with Wendy Williams. Yeah, I, I don't think social media would have did anything. I think we everybody would just been calling her Auntie. Hey, Auntie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause she would have like been exactly who she was. Like when, when, you know, because of, you know, being Bobby Brown in that reality TV show, we got to see exactly who she was and, you know, she, she didn't shy away from that. You know what I'm saying? So like 
You see a lot of people, you know, play it up for the cameras. Those cameras came out and Whitney was still Whitney. <laughs> so she was still nippy <laughs> from the hood. So like, yeah. Yeah, I just had to point that out because John Clive Davis, man. That's yeah, but let's man, let's get into these lists. Real quick, after this segment, I got a surprise segment. I wouldn't have just like spur on you guys, but Whitney Houston's involved in it. So little segue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I did. I did some digging the past few days, and we'll get into it after this. But let's launch it off, Gerard. You got any uh, honorable mentions? I do. I have four honorable mentions. Uh, Lay them on me. Yeah. So I have Above the Rim. Uh, that was produced by Death Row, and you know you got Tupac Pain on there, which is my favorite Tupac song that you know a lot of people didn't hear before. But yeah, Tupac Pain on there. Uh, a lot of stuff from um, H Town. We got some stuff from Snoop Dogg and the Dog Pound, like. A bunch of stuff on there also have soul food um which i think also was produced by babyface that soundtrack um i also have the preacher's wife another whitney houston movie so it's mostly gospel on there but that's also one of my favorite movies so i love the soundtrack as well and then a sleeper for y'all because i know a lot of people gonna go with the original lion king soundtrack but y'all niggas never heard lion king too okay and that soundtrack is fire all right Lion King 2 soundtrack with Deception. Is that the one? Disgrace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Lion King class. 2. So that's oh, no. Yeah. Scar's son, who they pretended nobody could recognize. He looked exactly <laughs> like Scar. But we'll talk about that another day. Straight to VHS. Never forget. <laughs> that, that is that is actually yeah. a great, a great, a great movie right there. Nice. Uh, do, do you have any honorable mentions or not? Nah? Mm-mm. All right. So one of mine is a Tupac's Resurrection album, which spawned the yes, running song yeah, with him and Biggie. It's one of my song. favorite hip hop songs ever. Uh, and then I found a lot of like greatest hits on that album, which led me back to like old Tupac albums. Uh, the Sound of Music, which is a movie my mm-hmm. family grew up with from yeah. like the 60s, but every single family event, they play the living hell out of it. And just randomly, my mom and her sisters will like, just start saying lines from it. It'll lead into a song. They'll start singing the song. And it's just been in my family forever. And then everybody assumed it'd be on my top five with the eight mile soundtrack. I just had to throw it in there for shits and giggles. Just yes. because it was a yes, smash it was. hit it was. smash hit soundtrack. And uh yeah. What what songs was on there other than Lose Yourself? <sighs> There's a lot of deep so Wangster was Wangster was on it, which was also on fifty yeah, that was on it. Um there was a lot of a lot of like 50 OB and like D12 on it. A lot of songs that you probably wouldn't even know, but like if you heard it, they sound fresh. Um, Rap Game is one of my favorites. It's, it's M and D12. Um, I don't think you'd really know any other big songs, but 8 Mile and Running, that's one of M's like bigger songs too was on it. So just, just those. But yeah, Lose Yourself is definitely the smash one that made it sell. Um, all right, all right let's get my, into it, Gerard. My number five. Number five. Is Nutty Professor 2 that B said, yeah, like I said, uh, we got Hey Poppy on there, uh, you had the thong song on there, produced by Def Jam. Also, um, it was the introduction, the lead in to uh, LL Cool J's GOAT album, so he has that freestyle on there. Um, uh, mm. yeah, a bunch of good stuff on there. So, Nutty Professor 2, why two over one? I just like the, the musicality on two, like, I liked it, it flowed better, yeah, but gotcha. that was the one for me. That's fair. I don't think I've ever heard two. Yeah. I've heard one before. 
Uh, my number five is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's one of my favorite comedy movies from the 80s, but the soundtrack is nothing but classic rock, and it's just, it's delightful. And then I went back and watched the movie the other day because of this little segment, and I'm just singing along the whole time to all the songs in the back. Did you want to shout out Black Panther at all? Because I know we were talking about it last time. No, only because we talked about it last time. Drog kind of just talked about it uh, as far as, like, powerhousing uh, record labels. Yeah, um, TDE and everything. Yeah, no. I do have one that I was going to mention, but I'm going to see if you, one of y'all have it in your list. So, my number four is a well-known soundtrack slash album, Purple Rain by Prince. So, yeah. So, mm. what uh, did you ever answer the other day in the pod? You said, What are his two albums or something? That's what I was gonna add right here. So, Prince had two soundtracks that went number one. One obviously is Purple Rain, the second one is the Batman soundtrack, the original Batman. Well, Batman, oh, shit. I think 1980 was, I think it was the, the first, yeah, the first I think one, it was the first one. yeah, it was all original music by Prince, yeah, so yeah. Number one. Yep. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Good little fun fact, Gerard. I like that. That's nice. Uh, my number four is How High. I It came at a time where I was fully getting into Wu-Tang and Method Man was like a god to me. And it was a fire soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like, Why do good yeah, girls like shit. bad yeah, guys yeah. and DMX? And great. And then I always think of that scene too, yeah. where they're with the the two girls. Yes, like, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's <laughs> then uh, just simply the how yeah. high song with how high. So how did I can touch the sky? Yeah. yeah, that was my shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Is Rottweilers on there? Rottweilers on it. Yeah. Man. Or the rock, the Rockwilder. Yeah, that's a. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah. It's yeah. a great soundtrack. That was a good one too. Yeah. Sign <laughs> you. Oh, dang, B. I thought B. <laughs> All right, my number three was another one that B had uh, mentioned was Waiting to Exhale. Um, Love that soundtrack. He said in the mm-hmm. beginning, named all that shoot. Um, wait, sitting up in my room, all of those really dope soundtrack. Uh, my number three is this group's last album. It's the Idlewild soundtrack. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I was, I knew, I, how did I know you was gonna pick that soundtrack? I knew you was gonna pick that. I was listening to Hollywood Divorce on the way home before we got on the podcast. So I, that Mighty O is yes. one of my favorite still, but like <laughs> Morris <laughs> Brown, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, it's it's fire. a really good, really. And then uh, it's weird because they don't use a lot of the songs like in the actual yeah. movie. They use like a lot of like other songs that of Outkast have released, but like. It's the last time we ever heard them on a group That's project yep. together. It's technically their last album. Yeah, for sure. Technically yeah. their last. So my number two is a recent soundtrack is Black Panther. I think Kendrick Lamar did a great job. Him and TDE did a great job of curating mm-hmm. that soundtrack. Um, you know, and putting little things, not only the Afrobeats. This was the first time like Afrobeats was really accentuated on an album before it started really getting been popping in the US. You heard that on there. And um it was a couple of Bay Area artists on that soundtrack as well to kind of like, to kind of like, you know, show that, you know, where uh, Killmonger is from Oakland. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a lot of like mm-hmm. little minute things that was inside the movie that Kendrick Lamar put on that album that was super dope. So, yeah. Number two. It was really good. Uh, my number two, which everybody probably thought would have been 8 Mile, but it's Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack. 
to me, 50, that that's one of the best projects to me that 50s made or like put together. Like every song on that's a banger. They go hard on every track. It's got yeah. hit singles like, um, uh yep. window shopper and then uh hustlers ambitions on it out of control i'll whoop your head boy Woo! yeah you know i will <laughs> that song's fire yeah yeah that's i i like that 50 did like instead of just using his album mm -hmm. that's the template for get richard Gotron, he made a whole new album that Brandon, was and then yeah. that's when uh mob deep was like fully in g unit as well yeah. so they use them Banks Buck and Yale going, going out of control. <sighs> yeah, that song was fire. Yeah. <laughs> Have a party yeah. was on it too, I believe. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good soundtrack and like all brand new material, like you said, instead of all the shit from his debut album. Exactly. So my number one album was um... drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. <laughs> it's a it's a R and B, pretty much R and B album. It's called the Boomerang soundtrack from the. Uh, from the movie with Eddie Murphy, Robin Givens, and Holly Berry. It has, uh, it got Love Should Have Brought You Home by Tony Braxton. Got There You Go by Johnny Gill. Um, Hot Sex by Tribe Called Quest. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a dope soundtrack. And it was it was produced by LaFace Records. So that's another Babyface um, soundtrack. So, Jeez. Yeah. I didn't realize he had so many cool. soundtracks under his belt. Yeah. yeah. Damn. My number one, B, and I was saying I was excited to tell you, it's the Hardball soundtrack. It just, I, oh yeah, <laughs> it's the first soundtrack yeah. I've ever bought in like every single track on it. I love from start to finish. I was telling B the other day, who is the girl? Man. I wanted to ask you, Gerard, if you knew who the girl was, or I don't even know if they're a group or not. Fundasia. Come on, man. That's what are we talking about? Have you ever heard of them? Her Funday? It's a girl group. I have no idea. Fun Fundisha, that's her name. But she's on like the intro and the outro. But it's a song where like they transition in hardball all the time, and they transition like scenes, and she'd be oh. in it. it. I'll play. I'll play a snippet for it when uh when I edit it. But have you ever 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 in your whole whole life seen the things that I sing or live the life? People don't know what I go through or imagine what it's like growing up in the hood. That let me look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That the hardball song with Bow Wow. So I wanted to share this because I was doing my list the other day, and I oh yeah, I knew this was unanimously my number one soundtrack. Bow Wow killed that fucking verse, like on the hardball theme song, like Strike yeah. One, gotcha. Oh, Bow Wow killed that. Verse. I was waiting on you to <laughs> talk about that song because I'm gonna let people. I, somebody was talking about. Uh, I will. I will sit on this app. They was on Facebook and say I'll cape for Bow Wow. And Ja Rule all day long. Yeah. Bro, I will cape for Bow Wow. That was the sound of my childhood. Bow Wow got off on that sound, yeah. on that hardball song. First hit the plate. I don't the... care with nobody. But then Lil Who? Y'all think Lil he did better than Lil Z? Yes. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Lil Zane. No, he definitely slow <laughs> Zane. I, I think he actually had a better verse than Wayne. So, I like, yeah. I do too. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, so. So, it's, yeah. it's funny Even you though mentioned I mean, that. Jermaine Dupree wrote the verse. Because the so. second track is uh, You Can't Break Me, which is one of my favorites, but it's the Big Timer yeah, song. Big Timer. And then yeah. they had the Where the Party At remix on there, which was fire as well. Yeah. Dude, it's such a, like, obviously hey. the album gave us Big Papa, which if you didn't know it by then, you yeah. knew it from that. The, the movie gave us a young Michael B. Jordan. On top of that, it gave me one of my favorite R. Kelly songs, The Storm Is Over. So it's a very, very good soundtrack. <laughs> mm. Yes, it is. 
Very good soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah. And um. And um. You know what's a what's a sleeper on that soundtrack? So like uh, Jermaine Dupri, we I'm gonna give him his flowers one of these days on here. Mm-hmm. Had a um um artist on So So Def called Rock. Yeah. Yep. And who you love? Number eleven. That track so fire, bro. Agreed. That track so fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad we got to finally do this. <laughs> I'm very surprised. I didn't. I was expecting one soundtrack to be on, but one of y'all Which list. One? I'm surprised I didn't hear Space Jam. That's a. You know what? You know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I like space. I don't know if we think it. Yeah, I. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if I love the soundtrack as much as I like enjoyed the movie back in the day. Um, I like uh, come on in jam, come on in space jam. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and I believe I can fly. Fly like an eagle. Fly like an eagle. I believe I can fly. Hit them high. Hit them high. Man, I'll just I'll, I'll just yeah. that your number one will be on somebody. Is that your number one? Right. I, I don't know if it's my number one, but I'd have had it in my in my five for sure. Damn, that is a good you know what? For some reason that didn't even cross my mind, but it is a fun I had it on cassette. It was such a good yeah. soundtrack. And little little side note about that one. When I was in preschool, the teacher had the C D and she'd always play it like to get us to like do a group activity or something or like Get us all rounded up. <laughs> great, that is a good one, B. Good addition. Yeah. Yo, R. Kelly, a wild ass boy, man. Because if I, because <laughs> dude, every every influential piece of music history during his life, yeah. there's he's involved with everything. You know how you know how. Oh my god, like, boy, like if you just thing? really sit and think about it, like die. The mind, you gotta be a crazy motherfucker with the mind to come up with I, I believe I can fly. The storm is over now mm. and they're 12 play. You gotta be a sick you you gotta be sick. Isn't it world's greatest? World's greatest. The world's greatest. World's greatest. Motivation. I'm the world. Wow. Oh, the yeah. song is so good. <laughs> yeah. To not be able to read yeah. and to do all that, yeah. that is I mean, wow. You know me, I could sit wow. here all day and praise R. Kelly's music. Hey, man, <laughs> musically, yeah, that guy was a Almost a untouchable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to hear this? Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't help himself, man. Just couldn't help himself. It's because it's Wednesday, B. It's because it's Wednesday. Wacky Wednesdays, baby. Like Wacky Wednesdays. <laughs> you ready for uh, oh you ready God. for this bonus topic I'm about to lay on you guys? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I need I need you guys thinking minds on real yeah. quick. Do you guys know what the number one selling album of all time is? Thriller? Bingo. You got it. Easy. So mm. it will never be touched. It sold 70 million copies. I think roughly around 100-something, 120 worldwide, maybe. Oh, shit. Here's, so me and Phil the other night, me, Phil, and his brother were talking about, like, just album sales, and we were just like, oh, how much of this one sell? How much of that? And, like, we were shocked. We were shocked, like, how many of these albums didn't sell what we thought in our minds. So the number two album of all time is Hotel California by the Eagles. Who would have fucking known, you know? Uh, I wouldn't have known that. So that's unanimous, the one and two. Now we looked 
at about eight to nine different lists. For some reason, number three through about 25 are all jumbled, like different lists for everything. And we're launching a full-blown investigation to figure out why that is. Like there should be, I don't know how there isn't, there should be a set number of who's in Mm -hmm. each position. And for some reason there isn't. So number three, I've seen Pink Floyd on there. I've seen Whitney Houston's The Bodyguard on there. I've seen oh. I've seen Madonna on there. I've seen fucking Hootie and the Boat Blowfish on some like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't I've seen uh the Beatles on there, obviously, but like for some reason, number oh. three through ten especially, like there's no set in stone who sold the most mm. albums. And then on top of that, Pink Floyd's um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, which is most one of the most iconic covers ever, one of the best albums ever. Mm-hmm. It sold, what some say, 20 million. You see another site, they say, oh, yeah, no, no, no. They sold 45 million. They're the number two of all time. But nothing is set in stone. I have no idea why. So me and Phil are releasing a 10-part Netflix documentary series trying to uncover billboard or rolling stone and figure out why none of these are set in stone. Like you should be able to go on Google right now. What are the top 10 selling yeah. albums of all time? And one through 10 pinpointed, you know, so, I don't get yeah. what happened, why there's so much confusion with all so, those. It doesn't make any sense to me. Are they, so you're looking for total worldwide, correct? total, whatever, just give me something set in stone. But yeah, I'd say worldwide, mm-hmm. take them all together. But it doesn't make sense. You know, yeah, Michael Jackson, that's... hands down, Thriller is the number one album of all time. It's never being touched. Yeah, like, goddamn right. Thriller, <laughs> I think Thriller's U.S. sales were like 70 million and Hotel California was like 45. So that's never being touched by anybody ever again. Yeah. Which is nuts. But any thoughts on that? No, that's a that's a really dope topic. Isn't that obviously. weird? Because why, why Why? wouldn't you have set in song numbers? Why wouldn't Billboard know yeah, that? You, you, you got Braun, then you got Kareem and so-and-so for NBA total points. Why can't you right. have album sales set in stone? It doesn't make any sense. Right. So, yeah, yeah my, uh, my life's work for the rest of my life is trying to figure out that list and trying to get a Netflix documentary out of it or something. You know what, Drew? Hey, man. Everybody <laughs> needs their why. Love it. I'm jealous <laughs> you have yours. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I'll fuck with it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just blessed to find it at 32 years old. <laughs> now we're going to fully go into it. That's that's great. That's yeah, That was dope. Yeah. Also, B, Sanger wanted a quick, lousy shout out on here because he wanted, he's like, I want to bring up how Takashi69 just got his ass kicked in a lifetime locker yes. room. Yes. I heard so, yes. I haven't seen a video. I was actually yes. about to look that up. Oh, I saw the video. They beat the brakes off of him. There's memes of him with the Martin face, like the smushed face. Man. (laughs) We don't condone violence. We don't. Who don't? We do. (laughs) We just talked about boxing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, B, he got the shit kicked out of him. Like, stomped, kicked, face bloody, in the camera. He had to go to the hospital. That I I think that stump that he got broke a rib because that looked like it hurt. Like yeah, so he was getting tossed yeah, around like good. a little rag down that locker room. Good, <laughs> good. Yeah, Damn, so out of all the places to... you could get caught slipping, you get caught slipping at the gym. A lifetime locker room, baby. Hey, it could be worse. <laughs> the way he be talking, he hey. Yeah. Surprise! Yeah. Something didn't happen before that. And that's that's why I'm like good good that he got his ass whooped because you talk so much. Because you always got armed security on you. When you by yourself, 
when you get your ass whooped like that, now you're going to think twice about how much you open your mouth. Oh, they were calling no. them names, too. They, were, uh, they weren't just stomping. They were, they were saying shit, too. Call them a rat. Yeah, call them yeah. a rat, pussy, all that. Yeah, yeah they so. called them the short shorts, too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just uh, so Sanger got his shout little shout Sanger, out. Man. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sanger. And then the only other thing I wanted to discuss real quick was that ESTG album, real quick, Gerard. If you had the time to listen okay. to it, um, yeah, I did. I have thoughts. I have thoughts, and it's coming to a point to me where I love him as an artist, but you can't be releasing three albums in a two-year period. You're starting to lose a little yeah. content to me. The first mm-hmm. four songs on it were hard as fuck, and I feel like it just lost all direction after those. I don't know if I lost personal interest in it, but like I just started finding myself just becoming uninterested as the album kept going on. And I don't think it's anything about yeah, him think... either. I think it's just exactly over, over, yeah. over. Oh, what am I trying to say? Like over, oversaturated, oversaturated yeah. with music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we feel the same way. Like like you said, the first four because I'm excited listening to the album. Right, they hard as hell. But I think like you said, I think we have listeners fatigue, and it's like, all right, I don't know if I'm as you know dedicated to really like sit this through. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I heard I we already got two great albums for you that I heard already. Right, you ain't even giving me time to miss you, really. Like, and he had the uh, didn't he had a um. The um album with Four Two Dub last year, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So like, it's like I'm already I'm a fan. That's not going to change because right. like I love his music, but it's like I don't know if I necessarily needed this, you know. And I think that's I don't want him to get in the same um vein as like what we see from Young Boy, like because oh, yeah. I'm old. I'm not like these young kids. I don't need to hear you all the time. Right. Hear new shit all the time. Let me listen to the stuff that I was just listening to. Let me get into this. Yeah. Like, so if he would have taken yeah, a two think... two year break or something, I wouldn't have been mad right now because he gave us. I'm yes. still trying to digest his last album, and at the same time, right. I can't even remember what the name of the last album was now because of this. Like, yeah, but they don't they don't market or push their albums like they supposed to. No, like, they, you put out they this just album <laughs> and and go on tour. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like put put records that you love from this album to radio. Like. Push this, like make us fall in love with this album. Come out with another album two years from now. Like keep rolling with this album, so we know, like, all right, we really want to push this. Like you really trying to make this a classic or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just keep putting out music, and I, I don't know if that's the way. I, I do know, but I'm not saying I don't know what they're what they're trying to do. I know that's how the music business is with streaming and stuff like that. Right. Like kids gonna keep listening to it regardless, but I don't know if that's the best way to keep a uh a fan base i agree you know what i'm saying like so. you know it's funny too so like as i'm listening to the album i got to that track eight where it said 25 minute freestyle i'm like oh dear lord i'm like here yeah. we go now yeah luckily it was only like a two three minute song yeah yeah i think i i yeah i saw that shit i was like i'm not listening to, 25 <laughs> to this. and so when it was over in like two and a half minutes i was like i think he just came up with that in 25 minutes right like, yeah you know something like, but the other thing I want to say about that, it was at that track where I'm like, bro, he's gotta, he's gotta stop with like the, uh, like it's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to hear him sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's his voice because I, I saw him on a radio interview and he talked the same way. Like it's not nothing different. I don't I'm even like, know what oh, it is either. It's just like, uh, yeah. it's something in his voice, yeah. but it like, 
he uses it so much in his ad libs and like in the background, it's hard to hear his vocals sometimes. His vocals are so low, but like, right, man, it's yeah. just I, I wanted when this came out Friday. I'm like, oh shit, it's finally you know something new we can listen to. And then, like I said, eight tracks in, I was just, oh man, this is daunting at this point. But <laughs> yeah, I just had to get yeah, that off my I chest. <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to anything else? I just that and then i just dove into all the soundtracks just to get that list together yeah so yeah i listened to that another thing i listened to um and it's gonna surprise y'all t-pain got a uh a, a cover album really and he's covering songs yes i heard him and cover he is eight track. Hmm. i could have been without yeah. it but i don't know how the other songs were not that he sounded bad yeah, so just he, the original no he didn't sound bad yeah he didn't sound bad. But, I mean, it's actually pretty, like, listenable. Like, if you want to listen to it, him actually singing. it. So, he got, he uh, did A Change Is Gonna Come. He did mm. Don't Stop Believing. Uh, like, um, D said, he did Stay With Me. Um, he did Tennessee Whiskey. Wow. Um, kind of yeah, went all so over like, the board. Yeah. And it's, hey, it's pretty decent. <laughs> I'm just saying, check it out. Okay. Hey, you know, I always have one. I always have one. You know, like I said, Nelly's country album was fire. Check it out. <laughs> hey, it's up to y'all. Uh, this T-Pain, this T-Pain album, you know what I'm saying? Just check it out. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. You I'm more inclined to listen to T-Pain than I am Nelly's country album. So I'll, I'll go. Hey, Nelly's, Nelly's country album was fire. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you. I also said, I also said Snoop Dogg's gospel album was fire. I'm just saying. Just you did. Check it out. You did. Just telling us. Yeah, yeah, just draw, just laying gems. Hey. You know what I've been listening hey, to? Sometimes I go, I've been listening you know, to, I go to the left. I've been listening to playlists <laughs> on YouTube a lot. I've been listening to, um, there's a song that's really popular right now. I think it's on maybe it's on Instagram. It's uh, oh, whose song is it sped up? It's not you on 2K, is it? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> When I heard that the other day, because I, I haven't played much of this new 2K, I'm kind of burned out on 2K, and I heard that, I'm like, what the, why is this song on here? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then B, you know, I can always get hyped to you, Lloyd always. Will Wayne. Always. <laughs> How? She's, How? Hype? Because she's hype? Because she's 5'2", and <laughs> I want right, you. All right. Okay. So the song okay. is Brent Fire, Jackie Brown, Sped Up, which has been all over if you guys if you guys hear it you'll recognize it my noob look like Halle Berry but she don't love me she too scary my old run like Jackie Brown <laughs> I don't want to know but she too down have y'all heard this on social media uh, I heard it. yeah I heard this on TikTok I'm like where what song is it but it's actually Brent Brent Fires Jackie Brown sped up so I went and listened to it on YouTube and then uh it led to like a playlist of like sped up and it actually was like really dope so lately i've just been listening to playlists on youtube because i feel like you can get more creative on youtube than like certain playlists on like apple music or whatnot like they can't do speeding up and stuff like that so i've just been going down a wormhole of that and the last thing i don't know if you guys are familiar i think the kids will be proud of me out there but there's a rapper by the name of Lil Tyler. Have y'all y'all familiar with him? I heard of him, yeah. I haven't. He has the catchiest fucking rap, like, 
it's, it's on one hand is garbage, but on the other hand, it's like, yes. let me see. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, I don't need a bitch, the Benjamin's the only thing I need. I just come up out the head, no one right, don't gotta read. I'm with your bitch, we at the Waffle House, yeah, we on Tennessee. No one child, but some of my niggas out So he's got a song called Law, Law and Order. That's why you can kind of hear the Law and Order. But listen to the way he raps, he uses his voice as like an instrument kind of way. It's like, it's like, I don't know how to describe it, but I found myself listening to it. I'm like, damn it, this is Ken of Tennessee. Like, I, I started rap, that shit's cold. So, shout out to Lil Tyler, man. I'm starting to, apparently he's got a song with Baby Tron too. I'm gonna have to listen yeah, to that, but yeah. this kid just cracked me up. So, from I what you just played, it sounded like 42 Doug a little bit. I, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that. A little that. bit. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. But this I'll put kid it is in like, so people can hear. Yeah. This kid is like 15, dude, and smoking blunts in the studio. Yeah, he is 15. <laughs> I'm like, wait, like, but apparently, like, he's one of the hottest in his city, and they really fuck with him. So I had to shout Where's him out. Where's he from? Uh, and when you see him, you be like, man, this kid is young as shit. But it's spelled like, it's not little, it's like L U H, Lu Tyler. So he's 17 years old, apparently. Okay, old enough to smoke a blunt. He's 17? <laughs> I mean, he might have just turned... I think he's 17 now, but he, like, just turned 17. Tallahassee? Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, Florida. that's where T-Pain's from. That's odd. Bro, but it just... <laughs> if you get a chance, check him out. But the way he raps, it just cracks me up, man. I, I feel old, but I feel inspired at the same time. So that's how I'll describe Dang. it. I ain't hating, B. I'm glad you found something you like. But yeah, man, I just been on YouTube a lot. That sound like hate, Drew. That's uh-huh. <laughs> that's all like hate. Like I ain't hating, but I'm glad. Yeah, you found right. Something like, like I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I gotta listen to it. I gotta listen to it first before I hate. But yeah, man, that's all I got. That's all I got. It was a. I'm. You know what? I don't think we've ever recorded on a Wednesday, so this is nice. We recorded on Wednesdays yeah. before. I, I don't remember anymore. Maybe I think we recorded on a Wednesday. I know Mondays. We I know did those that. Thursdays used we to be back in the those day. Thursdays, <laughs> Thursday, yeah, yeah. But no, it was fun catching up with y'all during the middle of the week. Happy Hump Day, yeah, for sure. Anything Happy else we want to talk about on this episode? Nah. Uh, obviously, y'all see, I ain't found the barber yet. The search continues. <laughs> what happened to the one you was using? Too much money. I mean, so yeah, I told you. No, not I, I know Daniel. Oh, you, you got a replacement, I thought. Oh no, so I went. He was cool, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't not enough for you, you know, to commit like, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like no, it's a good first date, but you don't know if you're gonna call her back, that type of thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. Um, but I think I think I found one. I'm getting it cut next week. Looks like potential. I'm excited, guys. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So Wish me luck, you know. Gerard, I did so, this all we'll free, free-handed, baby. I got gotcha. you. I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, dude. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck, Gerard. You know we're all rooting for you, man. You're you're a good client to have. Thank you. I don't sure. know. I feel like he could be a little picky, maybe in the chair. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> never know. <laughs> so, Gerard, just for our listeners, before we get out of here, paint the picture of how you ask for your hair to be cut once you sit in the chair. So I, I sit down in the chair. Ready, set, go. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> they were like, how you want to cut? I'd be like, even all around, uh, brush wavelength. Uh, you can line up the beard to where it like, shapes my face um, and just uh, blend it you know, to where the temples is and taper the back. That's it. Mm. Easy. All right, now let us, your hear, eyes be. <laughs> let us wait, wait, Drew. I need one more thing. Let us hear your voice when he hits your face with that alcohol after the cut's done. <laughs> oh, I'm a gangster. I don't say nothing. <laughs> Man, I'll be in there. Oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this has been another episode. <laughs> Until the next time. Y'all be no, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what's funny is when B used to give me lineups, he's like, you got any alcohol? I'm like, for what? He's like, it's going to burn. I'm like, I'm just going to go take a shower and just put some soap. I'll be good. Man, <laughs> I'm hitting everybody with yo, alcohol. That's, yo, that's the whitest shit I've ever heard, Drew. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, I go take a shower and I'd be a-okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I did my outro, so whenever y'all are ready. <clears throat> One. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> <laughs> what is the five fingers? Say to the face! Slap! Two sensei's and a casual.